You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Hey. Hey, hey. Looks like the star of the show is here on time. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Hopefully, Andy doesn't rewatch these when uh, he's not here on time. Yeah, you like to rip him before he comes. No, I just, uh, <laughs> it's true, I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I just remember on the radio, he'd, I'd protect him for so long from being late. And then finally, I just said no. And then he came in and he, he always ran into the studio and he was there. And then he'd be like breathing hard, so I'd have to keep talking. We'd come up with stuff. And then finally, I'd say, "Hey, Andy, what's going on in the market today?" You know, and he's, he could barely talk, so I had to do it. <laughs> Anyways, but, so hey, have you seen the movie War Dogs? No. Okay, well, it just uh, it, I think it came on Netflix recently. I saw it. Um, I think in the movie theater. Hey, Andy. What up? We're talking about the movie War Dogs, Andy. Have you seen it? No. Oh. They're, they're gun runners. Is it about real estate? No, there's these 20-year-old kids that are just running a ton of guns during the um, Afghanistan war, and they're getting oh. government contracts. And okay. uh, one of the big location pieces, set pieces, was Albania, Tirana, and then a little southern. And that's where I'm going tomorrow. So it was just kind of like a weird thing. Uh, we are watching a movie last night, and the they're talking just about that uh, kind of area, and it was good. It's a good movie. I, I recommend it. So you're saying you can wander into trouble pretty fast where you're going? Yes. Yeah, I've heard lots of great things about Albania. Grab, uh, grab Chris a real estate book when you're there. I'm sure he's interested. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to diversify his portfolio. So. Yeah. I think I think Nick is trying to turn into an international realtor. Mm. He's, he's trying to get me to buy a house at every port. So, I it'd be easier for him. I guess the euro, the dollar is good over there right now. But boy, there good. sounds like there's some energy issues over there. Electricity yeah. might be a little expensive. They have a little problem getting some gas. Well, Andy, do you I, don't they, I don't think they try as hard as we do to make the the consumer comfortable. Do you recognize? See this? Right there. The mustache or the the red oh. mark? There's like a little red mark. Yeah. Last night, so first of all, I put uh, corn on the cob in a cooler with ice on it, right? But I left it for like two and a half days. And I'm like, oh, no, man, I, I totally ruined it. So anyways, I grilled it. And so I ripped it off and started eating it, and I couldn't stop. It was unbelievable. So good. But it burned my lip. lip. It burned my lip. Yeah. So that's <laughs> I did go to the state fair, so I was trying to rekindle it. And my corn was oh, just man. as good. I'm just uh, oh, I, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, it's unreal, unreal. So, all right, I suppose we got to talk about the market, real estate market. What do you think? Well, you know, I mean, there's, uh, you know, the stats coming in. Um, there's, you know, mortgage rates are creeping around and bouncing around a little bit, which I think we have an expert coming on here today to talk to us a little bit about that. Um, we have, uh, you know, consumer confidence, I think is where I'm seeing the slip is that we have to have that confidence to keep things rolling because people that have to move, have to move people that want to move are holding off. So the hold off part of the market might be what feels like a slowdown when it's really not. It, like I said, everybody that got all those big raises over the last two years still has those big raises. Um, they're all still gainfully employed or most of them are, unless you're in the mortgage industry. Um, you know, most people are still doing fine. Um, and so they have the money rates jumped up a little bit, but I mean, in theory, if you're acquiring financing anyway, um, you know, 3% to 5% is one thing, but 3% to seven is kind of the swing we're seeing right now. So that's where even I, you know, even the positive, try to stay on the right side of the, the sun guy, um, even go, huh? Yeah. It's so, basically, it just, it's a total readjust. You have to just kind of 
forget about what it was and, and where we're moving to and, and, mm -hmm. and what it is. But I think even trying to figure out what the market is right now is really very interesting. Um, we have yeah. stuff that just goes and it goes really fast. Right. And we have other stuff that's sitting and we're not even really getting any showings. And it's like, what? Uh, how is this happening? And I mean, and there are some really nice properties. And so it just kind of, it's, it's just kind of playing in um, a little thing. And people are starting to uh, get crazy and, and get scared. And when they, and when you get scared and everything starts dropping, that's going to kind of hurt the other ones. And we've got, well, uh, and, you know, Chris, do you, you know, I think that I cautiously agree with you, but I, I also say, you know, when we say dropping, um, Again, I'm just seeing where the market was on on a, a diving board and going boing. Every time we'd list something, it'd go way up in the air and way up in price. And it was like it was they just took the diving board away. So now people are running and jumping in the in the pool, if you will. They don't have that extra like spring or the extra you know bounce to it. Oh, that, that was quick in the show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> The oh, uh, you know thing, it just doesn't have that. Like they took her diving board away. So it's like people are still jumping in the pool. They're just not getting that extra ba-boom, you know? Yeah. 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 It's uh it's interesting. I think it'll continue to be interesting. And you know what? I mean, once you play around Labor Day, and if historically we're looking at this, we should start ramping up again and showing should start going kind of around the 15th of the month. And then they yeah. usually remain somewhat good. Um during the fall, people are starting to and get off of their summer vacations and, and they're thinking about, geez, should we grab it? Let's get in next year or before next year. I've got um, three, four, four lake opportunities coming this fall. And I've always had so much good luck um, with Lakeshore in the fall because it's like people have maybe just didn't quite do it again all summer long. And now they're like, geez, we're going to get in there before next year yet. So let's grab it. We can do some remodeling or do whatever we yeah. want, but we'll be ready for the lake season next year. Well, you know, and like you and I were talking about this years ago, we, you know, you've always said this, that even the lake lots this time of the year sell better because there's people planning ahead for next spring. It gives them the opportunity to buy now, dig, do a winter build, be ready for the spring or the midsummer next year. But the way construction is now, maybe it's end of summer next year, but um, you know, still the idea there is, is that things do move in the fall. Don't hesitate. I mean, if you're thinking about selling that, that property, you don't need to, um, wait until the spring. It doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is nice when, you know, the, you're standing on the dock and the, the nice pontoon goes by and everybody waves at you and, and says, hope you buy it. You know, I mean, you know, that fairy tale kind of stuff. But yeah. on the other hand, you know, there, there are lots of people that can visualize, um, they know the lake. They know exactly what they're getting into because you're in whatever bay or on whatever point, and they know exactly what the shoreline's like, and they're just ready to move. You know, yeah. so when typically your best buyer on the lake is somewhere, someone already on it, and that's yeah. moving to the next realm. I had two of them. Uh, that's two. That's three actually. I had right. two of two of them this year. That's exactly what it was. They're both move right. up buyers on the lake. Um, well, you know, Chris, think about this, though, too. I mean, there's a lot of vulnerability, right, in the in other market sector segments right now. And so one thing that has been consistently um, solid or stable is, is Lakeshore. So you will see a lot of investors and people saying, hey, you know what, let's take some of our money that's not really doing much for us over here anyway, put it into an asset that we can live in, touch, feel, swim, you know, play, you know, have the kids stay, you know, whatever in and make that investment for lifestyle. And, and then when the market goes back and that thing doubles in price, maybe you sell it or whatever and, and get back into something more stable. Cause it's kind of a funny thing to think about, but you hear a lot of the retired people that'll talk about things like, well, we had all that easy money we earned this last year and then it all got taken away. Well, you have, you saw some of them out buying new RVs. You saw some of them out doing whatever. Um, a lot of people say that was stimulated from all the stimulus that people didn't know what to do with their money. So they invested it. And so it over, stimulated the market showing investment being done. And, you know, so just, if you really look back at all the artificial crap that's been done, a lot of it's been artificial for the last two years anyway. Yeah. It's not like it's organic or natural. So we're just getting kind of the side effects of running out of cough medicine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did want to say one thing. I think Dick's going to bring us to a commercial, but I wanted to say one thing that there is something else that's happening in the market and it starts this week. I looked at my calendar mm -hmm. and holy moly, it's very full looking. <laughs> 
because of a little thing called the Parade of Homes. And that starts uh, Saturday, 12 to 6. It runs for four straight weekends and, and Thursdays and Fridays um, from now on. But starting on Saturday, Andy, are your places ready? Uh, yes. Good. Yeah. We're down to two. I normally do about five parade homes during the spring and the fall, but we're actually between models. We, you know, inventory is still selling and houses that are up and ready. I mean, when people are coming in and offering these builders over asking price to get the model homes because they want a place to move now, um, that's what we had going on. And so a lot of these houses are already sold and we're moving from one model to the next model. And it's actually kind of a the build, and the builders feel it too. They, they don't want to sit there and have 50 inventory homes. So they're turning their inventory, turning, selling their models a lot of times. And, and um, I think it's going to be a great time if you're looking for new. This fall, the inventory is going to be great. Um, there's not a lot of pressure. There's going to be lots of incentives out there again, which is kind of fun. Everybody likes to buy stuff on sale. So I think it'll be a fun time to buy in the fall. You can always refinance next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Perfect. All right, guys. Hey, we're going to move into the the main segment of the show. We've been talking about rates for a while now, but we haven't had a professional on to really kind of school us on what is going on. So we're going to bring in Randy Cullen from um, Fairway, Fairway, mortgage. Fairway Independent Mortgage. Uh, and this segment is going to be brought to you by Chris Rooney Home Experts. I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. Whoa, look at that good-looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, hey, remember, we're live, so you can't uh, be, talk like normal shop. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be really, I'll be really good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, you, I joke around with Randy. Randy's one of the uh, – I consider to be one of the top lending uh, partners that I've had over the last several years, and consistent, good-quality products um, – you know, just has a lot of uh, neat stuff that a lot of lenders don't offer. But the one thing that I think is, is most unique about Randy is his experience level. And that's why we asked him on today is because he's amazing at figuring things out. And and we just thought, hey, let's bring this guy in today and talk a little bit about mortgages and, and we'll help us figure it out. What's really going on, Randy? <laughs> As he giggles. Yeah. Inter interesting times. So did you have some specific questions that you wanted to key in on? Well, what, what's triggering these rates recently? I mean, they, they just spiked up again. What, what is happening out there that's making that happen? Maybe can the consumer time it um, where when rates, you know, come back down or if they are going to come back down or do you think they're going up? Kind of just guide us a little bit through what you're seeing and, and what we should prepare for. Sure. So I think the most recent uptick in rates, I know you and I had a conversation about that. You know, we probably saw about a half a point increase in rate just from the tail end of last week to when the market opened on Tuesday. And the sell-off was pretty significant. You couldn't lock into it. You know, you had to wait until the market opened and pricing came out. So I think the biggest thing that caused that was the, um, the Federal Reserve came out after their meeting in Jackson Hole. And the um the people that were looking uh at what should have happened didn't get the results or answers that they wanted so they thought that you know oil prices were coming down gas prices were easing a bit they thought inflation was you know moderating just a little bit they were anticipating that the fed would come out and say we're not going to hit a 75 basis point hike next time we're going to cool it down, maybe 50, maybe 25. I think the markets would have liked that. But what the Fed came out and said was, you know, totally that they're going to stay on track. They're going to keep hitting the rate hikes and they're probably going to cause a little pressure and pain in the market as we go through time. That was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Fed is in charge of, you know, as you know, monetary policy and they're supposed to be ahead of inflation. Inflation, you know, their target rate is 2% and we're currently at eight and a half. So they've got a lot of work to do. 
the fear is that they're going to um, try to play catch up, something they should have been doing a long time ago, and then they're going to cause a little bit more harm than they should. In the Didn't oh, Jimmy oh. Carter try to play catch up back in the uh, yeah. back in the eighties? Yeah, yeah, we've been through <laughs> a lot of those cycles, haven't we? Yeah, we jumped up to eighteen percent interest or whatever the heck it was on mortgage rates. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know my first mortgage in the 80s was 16 and a half percent. Yeah, I lived through, I lived through that. Well, I don't when I first got into the into real estate, I mean, it got to 10 and a half and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to crush it now, you know, because you guys had just gone through <laughs> in the late 80s, you know, in those those teens rates and uh, yeah. to get 10 and a half. And I remember I remember very succinctly remember when it went to nine and a half. With a little, you had to pay a little points to get to it, but with that nine and a half, I mean, that was that was sweet. But uh, you know, you know, it's in, you know, it's interesting though, guys, about that is because you're right. I mean, there were people still buying houses, and that that's an interesting point to make. People were still buying houses when rates were at you know 10, 12, 16, 18 percent, but the house prices <laughs> lower, and so we've seen where house prices have gone up, 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 and now, but this price, um, low interest rates, what makes it affordable? based on people's incomes right and it's like there's there's always that give and take and so right now incomes are here rates were down here so it made it very affordable to have those houses with rates going up now it's like well i better think about this they're not here but they're they're still fair but they're not crazy and so i think that's the hesitation a lot of people have is that hey that house was going to have a two thousand dollar payment now it's 3300 and i'm gonna maybe hold back a little bit what advice randy can you give for those people that are in this situation I just described, do you, do you recommend that they still buy? Do you recommend they hold off? What do you recommend? Uh, it's a personal decision and it's always a budget decision. So if I've got anybody that's concerned about a house payment at a certain level, I have to have them go back to the kitchen table, pull out their bank statements, take a look at their earning records and figure out what they can afford in their budget to keep their lifestyle at the point that they're at. Because if they're used to saving X number of dollars a month, if they're used to, you know, vacationing once in a while, if they've got, you know, kids to go to college, you know, all of those types of things all impacts the family budget. With new construction, it's a little bit easier because if they're buying new construction, they've got lot tax initially for the first couple of years. It's going to soften that blow and that payment. And, you know, people are going to get raises over time. They're going to save additional money, maybe pay off some other debt, and they'll be able to absorb that payment easier. Um, the other thing that we offer too is a two one buy down. So we can actually have, and we do have a special with one of our builder accounts where they, they're actually using inventory models with a two one buy down. The builder is paying the two points to get to the buy down. So if rates are at five and a half percent, let's say today, they're probably around six. But let's just use five and a half as an example. The first year they'd buy the rate down two points. So they'd be at three and a half percent for the first year. It's a great savings in their, in their budget. And then they've got lot tax, so they're not paying full real estate taxes. The second year, then it bumps up a point to four and a half percent. They're still saving money. And then the following year, and the you know the remainder of the term, it goes to five and a half percent. So there are some ways that you can you know kind of ease into that payment. And also, we're hoping that over the next couple of years, as inflation uh, you know kind of moderates and, and goes away a bit, that we'll see some relief in interest rates. But I don't think it's going to happen immediately. I think we're going to be kind of sliding down maybe just a little bit through the rest of the year, maybe into next year. Um, if we're in recession or not in recession, we might see some adjustments sooner in interest rates as the Fed backpedals what they've done. But those are just some of the, the points that I bring up. You know, and what hits our what hits the real estate market um, is inventory. The more inventory people have, the better. But I think that's one thing that's going to remain light because there's a lot of people that aren't going to sell. I mean, there's a lot of people with two and a half to 3% interest rates yeah. that are going to go up to seven and they're not going to do it. And so they're just not going to sell. So the people that are buying and selling have to buy and sell and they just have to get used to, Hey, this is what it is now. And, uh, and we both said it, you know, you, you marry a house, not an interest rate because right. you can always, you date you know, the rate, marry the house. Yep. And, and, and there is so many opportunities with, um, different types of mortgage programs that you can do. I mean, adjustable rates. You talked about a two-one buy-down. I don't know if adjustable rates have um, become better yet, 
but um, I know they weren't, it wasn't like, don't even do them because a fixed rate is a lot better, but how are adjustable rates doing, Randy? So we sell, we're a non-bank lender. We sell all of our product to Fannie, Freddie, and Jenny, unless it's a jumbo product. Um, the, the secondary market is not favorable to adjustable rate mortgages at this point in time today, just with everything that's going on. And you're going to see that a lot of, there's been squeezes in premiums and all kinds of things, which is all technically behind the scenes for the you know mortgage company and how everybody's paid. But the, 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 um, the sense consensus is that rates are at a high point now, but people will be seeing lower rates in the future and they're going to refinance. So there just isn't any position where unless you're a large bank and you portfolio product there, you're not going to see arm products that are competitive or, you know, even should be considered at this point, the fixed rate product is better. Right. Yeah. Randy, so real quick, you know, you see people on, on the, you know, uh, when they say like, Oh, the feds getting together this week and they're discussing, you know, uh, the key interest rates or whatever, and they're, they're going to go up. And then I think everybody, obviously thinks that will affect, you know, house payments mm-hmm. and mortgage rates are obviously they're tied to, but they're not directly correlated with what, with those interest rates. They talk about the fed raising. Can you mm-hmm. talk just a little bit, give a, a layman's version of the difference between the two. And then, you know, what should we really be watching as a consumer when we're looking to refinance or get that better rate? Sure. So keep in mind, you know, we're looking at the stock market, the bond market all the time. Uh, you know, simply the stock market is looking for corporate profits. That, that's what they thrive on. The bond market hates inflation. So when you're taking a look uh, at the Fed doing interest rate adjustments for the federal funds rate, that will immediately affect a home equity line of credit or a second mortgage product. It will affect interest rates on car loans, um, overnight lending between banks, those types of things. It's not a direct relationship to the, the, the mortgage market, although the mortgage market is affected by what the overall markets do. So um, it's just one of those things where you've got to uh, rely upon somebody. I'm you know watching markets and doing stuff all the time. Uh, consumers are always calling in because they don't know when to lock. So we're always trying to kind of manage through that and keep them updated as, as often as we can about what the market's doing. Are there, any trusted sources? Are there any, sorry to interrupt you. Are there any trusted sources that you um, like to send consumers to to kind of monitor themselves? Or do you always recommend they call? Because I think a lot of people aren't quite you know mentally ready to always call, but they right. want to just kind of keep their eye on it. Is there any kind of a notification, you know, text or a, I don't know, some kind of a ticker? No, we get, we get notified. We get notifications as mortgage professionals, but other than, you know, watching business channels and just keeping your ear to, you know, the news and things, if you're listening to the right stations, you, you know, you get the, the information that you need. And then I do reach out, people do call. Um, and a lot of times people are looking at posted interest rates on the internet too. And keep in mind that all that glitters isn't gold there because in the fine print, there's always buried, well, you can have this rate, but it's going to cost you a point and a half or, you know, you've got to have 30% down and 800 credit score. So you've always got to look at the fine print as well. But people are watching because we are in a, in a society that we're on a device or in front of a computer screen all the time. So people are getting information. And then they, you know, if they want to know what the reality is, then we talk. Good point. Did you, uh, did you want to look in your crystal ball and tell us what you're seeing for the rest of the year? So what I read yesterday from one of the... Um, the mortgage folks that we uh, keep track of is that uh, he feels that we'll see a little bit of an ease through the end of the year and then into next year, but nothing, you know, nothing significant. I don't think. Um, I think it, we'll be lucky to be in maybe in the fives, but I, I can't project. I don't know. Yeah, but I think that's what some people are doing. Is that now it's kind of turns into a, okay, should we wait? Mm-hmm. Let's just hang on for a little bit, and that's what they did at the start of the the whole pandemic thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's not. This is just not going to last." And by the time it did, um, I mean they were paying thirty, forty, fifty thousand more for their house mm-hmm. uh, when, when they jumped in. But the rates also came down uh, more at that time as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's one of those things that I think we're going to be in, in a situation that 
Um, it's going to purge our industry somewhat. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be enough to go around for everyone, but there's not going to be a lot of stuff on the market. There's not going to be a ton of buyers in the market, but I think mm -hmm. it's going to continue to kind of maybe keep steady. Some people maybe kind of give it away. Other good houses are going and they're going fast still. Uh, mm -hmm. We just had multiple offers on one the other day. So it's not like it's, oh boy, everything stopped and it's dead. It's, it's not that way at all. But there is some areas that it's just like, what the heck is going on? Why, aren't, why, why isn't anything selling? I think the parade of homes is going to be an interesting gauge. You know? I, I agree, agree a thousand percent that that'll be a real indicator locally as to, you know, what temperature are we seeing? Because it, we've got some great, you know, employers here in the, in the Twin Cities market. And they're, they're you know, you, you know them all. I don't have to name them. And so they're very diverse in different industries. And, and I think that every, every one of those is still uh, very stable. So with that being the case, the only thing that's lacking is that consumer confidence. And I guess I keep looking for a magic pill to bring that back other than people feel good. But yeah. I tell you, it'll, it'll be an interesting fall. Um, hopefully there's those that are confident enough. And if you've got your 20% down and you know, you have a good job and you're, you need to move. I think that I keep telling my sales reps and, and real estate agents that are on the team here need to focus on the people that need to move right now versus the people that want to move. Cause the people that want to move are hesitating. It's the people that need to move downsize, you know, right size. Um, you know, um, and, and that's where I've told my agents to focus their attention because it sure seems to be the, a lot of the only uh, sales that are out there in that category. Yeah, and keep in mind, people don't have to have 20% down. Mortgage insurance right. rates are very appealing. I mean, they've gone to an automated uh, system now where all of those things are calculated. And I am just astounded at how low some of those factors are. And also, you know, with the increase that we had in property values, we're going to be taking a look at the conforming interest or the conforming loan limit going up. And I've heard numbers of about $715,000. Wow. So I think we're going to be hearing a lot about that coming up in the next week or two. Um, and we'll be able to, uh, you know, bring that to the table as well, because we'll be able to actually um, provide those loan limits even before they go into effect. We just warehouse the loans until we can sell them. Mm -hmm. So how do you know? I mean, so you know that it's coming. And so you can kind of jump in um, beforehand and, and, and start putting those loans into play. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. So and then, of course, with, with FHA, they won't make a change until the, the first of you know January, just under charter. They can't make any changes sooner right. than that. But, yeah. but we should see an increase in FHA limits as well. So Fairway, obviously, is Fairway throughout the United States? We are. Yeah, there's probably about 10,000 employees uh, nationwide. We have corporate offices in Madison, Wisconsin, and a suburb of Dallas, Texas. Okay. Um, our CEO, we're, he, the company is uh, employee owned now. He didn't want it sold and he didn't want it to go public. So mm -hmm. we're all owners, which is a nice thing. And um, yeah, it's just been a great place. So when I started my mortgage career, I was with a company called Waterfield Financial. And that's where, you know, a lot of the folks that I work with today came from Waterfield. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it was interesting when we joined Waterfield in 2007 or joined Fairway in 2007, that so many of the people that were there, we knew from Waterfield days. So it was really kind of cool. Hold on, man. 2007, it's 2022. 15 years with the same place? Yep, and I've been in the mortgage business 29. So I've only changed the name on the door three times. And so Waterfield actually prepped itself to be sold. So they eliminated branches. Waterfield sold itself to American Home. And you know what happened with American Home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, once that transition was done, we went to uh, Summit Mortgage for 10 years, Bob and Diana Carter. And then we found uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage in 2007, signed up right away and have Never look back. Yeah, for those myself. for those for those who don't know, um, that's not very much for a lender. Uh, I mean, with with that industry, it's a it's a constant recruiting um, mm -hmm. thing, and uh, people switching and flipping and flopping and and going to different yeah. places. And sometimes, hey, it's to find kind of the best thing. Sometimes there's other reasons for it, but uh, consistency mm -hmm. is good. That's nice. Yeah. Well, who's kidding who? I think a lot of 
loan officers, you know, have to look at, you know, can they get their clients the products they need and can they make a living as they're, you know, those things. And, and so what you're saying is Fairway is a pretty decent company and I can attest that Randy's a, a very professional, responsive uh, mortgage guy. Um, I've been using Randy for years and uh, highly refer him um, as much as I can. So if anybody else wants to, uh, we've been kind of splashing his email and his phone number across the bottom of the screen. Um, you know, Randy, is there any other way you want people or any other message you want to give to the, the viewers and listeners out there? So I think it's, you know, everything's uh, cyclical. So whatever experiences we're having today, it's going to be different next year. You just can't uh, not be in the market. Uh, you can't not be in a home. Um, people need to, um, you can't, if you're paying rent, you're paying somebody else's mortgage, regardless of what the interest rate is, you need to have your own place and build your own equity. I like it. All right, guys. Well, Randy, thank you so much for coming in and kind of uh, answering those questions and kind of uh, helping us feel a little better about what's going on and appreciate you doing that today. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. All righty. So... What's next, big boy? Thanks a lot, Randy. We're going to get into our little social media reacts, and I got a couple funny memes. It's going to be brought to you by Andy Prasky, Preferred Home Team. Andy, do you want to do your own ad? Oh, I was just going to watch myself again. I, I don't, yeah, hey, you know, today's crazy market when you're thinking about uh, selling your own place. Um, you want some help. You want uh, some guidance. And, hey, where are we going before we sell? Can we structure something that's still safe so I don't have two payments but yet find a place um, that we know where we're going, make a plan, knock it out of the park. I'm kind of good at that. So give me a call, Andy Prasky. Um, if you want to sell your house, buy a place, do a combo. Um, I, uh, I've been very um, happy with what I've been doing for people the last 22 years, and, and I hope they are too. Of course they are, right? Yeah. Well, I think you should have let me in on your commercial as well. Uh, yes, and I'd like to have Chris Rooney testify for me, yeah. please. Well, I'll tell you what, selling a house, selling a house is not is not an easy thing. You got to get with someone that you uh, like, that you enjoy, that you can trust, that has some experience and knows what the heck they're doing. And uh, you will have no shortage of fun with Mr. Brasky because he has a really good staff. No, <laughs> no that's Mr. right. Mr. Brasky, I couldn't be super nice the whole sure. time. But um, you uh, I, I, know, I know you take care of your people. See, there's staff right there. Oh, I should say boss right there. As they cut her out. That's the boss. Yeah, that's the boss. Boy, Lisa, you look good this morning. She cleans up well. We we have high standards in this office, Chris. We I, uh, I see that. You know, remember when my wife comes in? I mean, she's like yes. like coming out of bed or something. It's like remember we saw her in. Uh, she looks great though. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was funny. Yeah, she place. was. Uh, they were 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 they were in Spain or something, weren't they? Yeah, Mallorca Islands and yeah. uh, ten of free or something crazy. But yeah, but I was gonna say that it is, but it is super important to uh, to enjoy it because it's not like you're with this person for just a little time. And and in reality, and how I know Andy does his business and I do too, is that it's it's a long term type relationship that for sure. it doesn't just stop at a closing. You got to be able to take care of the people afterwards. And he has really good movies with popcorn and lots of prizes yeah. too every year. Yeah, that's coming up here, isn't it? I keep forgetting about that. It's in that December. A long commercial. That that's a kind that I should get though. Yeah, there you go. All right. Hey B, what's happening, pal? Yeah, good to see you. Isn't that the that? truth? Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. You kind of like, I mean, how about battles between um clients and just with randy just on not to say him but sometimes with loan officers i mean they've been just give me this give me that give me that all of it happens at the last second um you know renegotiating doing final walkthroughs and then all of a sudden everyone's supposed to come together and all be happy that's why i am so happy about i literally had this yes yesterday uh client moving out of state you know situation mm -hmm. and Everything's in motion. The they sign everything. The money's funded, and there's one last piece of paper to sign. And they decide to argue with the title company over 
um, how uh, taxes are paid and how to prorate taxes. And that they were pretty sure they prepaid all their taxes for the year versus paying in arrears like everybody else in the world does because they won't allow you to prepay them. And, and so it, I mean, and then they get so upset and so mad and it's like, it's an honest mistake. So what I would say is that Chris, this, this last, uh, it's too close to home for a lot of us because people send these nasty texts and these, you know, emails and they just, they get, let their emotions control their keyboard. And you got to learn to not do that, especially as a real estate professional, you just got to calm down. And sometimes I intentionally will take a, uh, you know, a couple hours and not even respond to it, let them calm down and then respond with a, a professional answer. Because you're right. These people, sometimes they they argue with you over the silliest things, but it's not silly to them. And that that's the part that we have to kind of keep in mind is that something like that couch that's still sitting out in the garage that they're losing their, you know, their cookies over. And all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I'm going to throw it in the back of my pickup truck for you. Call, call them the problem down and, you know, but it's, it is crazy. It, I, do you see that at all? I mean, I, you deal with a lot. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think people need Not to remember every file, some files. I mean, from a real estate, um, real estate lender title uh, perspective as well, you got to remember that we're supposed to be professional, you know, and professional is not using your emotions and going crazy. So right. just chill out, cooler heads prevail, Fa- face some adversity. And I don't think some people face adversity or, you know, I look at people and that's how, that's how I judge them. I mean, when things are great, I mean, anyone can be great. But when things kind of hit the fan, you know, who's the ones that are going to kind of sit down, you know, let's figure this out and do the right thing. Because a lot of times money dictates what they think is the right thing. And that's not what the right thing is. So and and remember this, too, just because you're a consumer doesn't mean you're right. You know, I mean, and and I tell you what, when you hire just like going to that and arguing with your doctor, with your WebMD list saying that, you know, this is what's wrong with me. And that's well, if you know what's going on, then why didn't you do it yourself? You know, you don't know what's going on. And that's not the case that, you know. There's there's a lot of situations where you have to recognize as you enter into the situation you're in, is this something I could have handled or is this something where I really should take a breath, look at it, analyze it. And, and, you know, because there's people always want to accuse mistakes or this is, you know, and I shouldn't say that, not always, but there are situations where that happens and people blow it out of proportion. And in reality, Chris, you and I do this every day where our title people do this every day. They know exactly what they need to do to make these files close properly. And 99.9% of the time, there's not mistakes being made. And if there is, make sure you have the insurance. And, you know, so if you don't know your title company or you don't have a history, your agent doesn't have a history with that agent title company, um, then then you may want to really look at it. But anyway, I just say, you know, there's a lot of great professionals in our industry right now, and there's no need to, you know, act crazy and be unprofessional. Hey, this next one I thought was a very interesting way of marketing, especially in your local like neighborhood. So view it in that perspective. I like this one. As soon as I walk into a restaurant, I take a picture, I put it on wide angle, take a picture, I sit down. And then whenever everyone gets their meal now, I'm like, okay, let me take a picture of your meal and your meal. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like going, all right, weirdo. I'm just going on. Oh, and what I do is I go on there, I review the restaurant, leave a review, and then you post your pictures on there. I just started that in January, or you saw that Fuzzy's picture was from December. I've gotten a combination of over 2 million views. So within a, what are we, eight months, seven months. It's not, I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. I think uh, local businesses would like that as well. I think a lot of people don't like um, pictures of food plastered all over the normal social media. But uh, if you're using it as reviews or doing it on Yelp or, or whatever, kind of all together, I think that's uh, you, you know, what's crazy is when I, I do actually, I, I'm probably one of the biggest users in my family of Yelp and we, we will go to a restaurant and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're like this, like we, for example, uh, up by the cabin, there was somebody saying, oh, this old mill um, has the best ribs and you, you got to go up there and try it. And I'm like, well, before I went there, I literally go on Yelp and I look on there and here there's 60 pictures of people. And I appreciate when they put on there that, hey, here's the ribs or here's the, you know, the salad bar, here's the whatever. And, and I do like, I'm a very visual person. So for me, that is helpful in making my decision as to what I would order or whatever. So, you know, you think about that. And, and if you apply this to like, like uh, Nick was saying, apply this to housing, for example, 
and having kind of a, a flair for the neighborhood or using street views or whatever, just to even get kind of a feel for a neighborhood. When you have a listing, that's why I like aerials to show the house in the middle, but show six or seven houses on each side. And, you know, granted there's privacy issues there. You don't want to make sure anybody's standing in their yard or, you know, God forbid sunbathing or something in the backyard when you're shooting those aerial shots. But, you know, for the most part, you want to get a feel for the neighborhood. Is it close to the lake? Is it close to a park? That's why a lot of my listings, I will intentionally have the guys fly up. And then I want, you know, if there's a park, I go show the house, show the park, show the house, show the river, show the house, show the lake. And so people can kind of get a vibe for the neighborhood because it does, it really does help sell that. Hey, I was going to say, you know, like that guy who just did that, would it be weird if I just took pictures of buffalo wings all day, every day? For you, no. No, oh. that would, it would, your followers would be like, this makes sense. <laughs> all of our like, contracts have God. buffalo sauce on them. Look at the wild wings today. They're amazing. <laughs> hey, Randy so is a little crazier this time. This guy is a real estate agent and he was right. doing this like in his local area. So his name pops up everywhere first on Google reviews and it says, you know, whoever's name is realtor. So yeah. not just like a random guy and doing food. Right. No, they, so there was a, there's a company out there called local expert and they do a, uh, they, they want you to become like celebrity agent, I think it's called. And they want you to become the local expert. And that's exactly what they tell you to do. Relate to people on a level that they can relate to shopping, consume, you know, services, um, foods and do that and interview and partner with a lot of those because they will um, from an agent's perspective it's a great way to do it they will share it like he said he's getting two million views on it and and that's right it has nothing to do with real estate but you learn to know the person you and you get to know that person by watching their videos and and then when you think of real estate hopefully you do think of that person um, time will tell if that is the case I think I think too on this whole social media thing do what you do do what you are be who you are rather than trying to be like everyone else. Cause you can tell when the newest, yeah. greatest, latest, greatest, how to do it comes out because everyone kind of does it. It's just like, Oh geez, here we go. It's not very authentic. So, you know, be yourself. And if, if that's, that's what that guy is. I mean, that's great. Do the food thing and he gets it and yeah, whatever. But, you still have to have a, a, a watchable and a likable person doing it though, because, and then I've always, I, I say this, there are tons of complete idiots in our industry that are out there making videos right now. I've, I've studied. I look at, you know, the TikToks. I look at all these different platforms, you know, Instagram, whatever, and the and the video reels and the, whatever. Okay, I get it. Yep, you're a real estate agent. But if you're not entertaining and you're not actually, you know, like I say, easy on the eyes or whatever the draw is to you, they're not going to consume your content anyway. So just putting content out there for the sake of putting content out there, I, I don't I don't see the value. I know so, what I'm gonna do. I know what I'm gonna do, Andy. I'm gonna do the most unhealthiest gluten-free restaurant meals out there. Because that's what I order most of the time. Uh, we've got the Wiener Schnitzels and uh with gravy. Can you sauce come gravy on Wiener Schnitzel? We've always talked about doing some marketing together. You could come with me. I, I would uh, you know me, I'd be right, I'd grab your fork and start diving in. <laughs> Yeah, you could be like the Dave Portnoy in Buffalo Wings. Chris. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I give it one scoop. It's 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 a five. It's a five. I, I only eat twelve wings, not one bite. It's not one bite. It's twelve wings. You got to have twelve, and then you, you know they're real. You know, Ooh, the last one was sour. Totally. <laughs> That's funny. Hopefully, somebody else will think it's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad this is internet and it's not radio. Nick, yeah, Nick, Nick, the producer, Nick, on the radio would have yeah. been really dangerous. Nick would have us with the FCC every week. Yeah, I think there's something about uh, that last photo that was uh, I've seen that before. That's very interesting. Yeah, and how that works. So, yeah. Next. <laughs> Okay, Fizzball, I buyers, random agent, seller I'm friends with, me. So okay, Fizzball, I buyers, random. So agent. basically, your your client that you think would be hiring you no matter what is looking at everybody, yeah, and not giving you the attention you probably deserve. And you're the loyal, hardworking, dedicated. You know, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and I 
you know, I was just talking about that yesterday with a friend of mine, and it's kind of like, you know what? If you if you don't use me, that's fine. There's there's no problem with that. I don't. I think in the younger days, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And then we'll never talk again. And I just don't feel that way. I mean, if that's the reason that someone's doing it, because that's what they want to do, then you should do it. I don't. I don't hold any grudges against them at whatsoever. So usually, I, I, you know, Chris, you're you're an exceptional person because a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. And and they get very competitive and they ruin relationships over it. Yeah. And and I've I've said that to my family and friends too. I said, trust me, I know you know I'm in real estate. I I, I do. And yeah. if you choose not to call me for whatever reason you choose not to call me for, I'm okay with that. I, I you know, because the thing is, is this I'd rather have a relationship with somebody than to have a deal. Um, but on the other hand, I also do make my living doing this. So maybe you could refer me to a couple of your friends and family, and mm-hmm. that would make up for your sins. Totally. And by the way, uh, Christmas is in San Diego this year. We'll see you there. And then yeah. don't show up. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Come on. No, I think that the best compliment is a referral anyway. And so I do get it if somebody doesn't want to necessarily work. You know, it, it'd be like, you know, the, the doctor that's your brother-in-law, and you don't necessarily want to go get that exam done when he's your brother-in-law. You know what I mean? So it's like, I yeah. get it. Yeah. No. It is what it is. Hey. Two, one, bang. That's a nice $23,000 window. Okay, here's the thing. Here's what I believe that will happen with our parade of homes this year. Is that people will be coming in trying to find those things so they can remodel their 2.5% interest rate homes to try to make it cool. And then it won't, they'll do it, but it won't quite be there and what they want. And then they'll start buying. There's my prediction. And and every every builder rep will tell you, you don't want that window in Minnesota. It's going to get full of ice and the track won't hold it. It won't seal as well. Those are Southern windows, you know. Yeah. Those are actually, those windows aren't, aren't bad. I mean, those things seal really well. I was They're actually cool. going to do it on one of my houses, but. Hey, that's the other thing too. When you're remodeling and you forget about something or you're like, oh my gosh, because what happens in remodeling is that once you see something start kind of evolving, you change your mind. I mean, the house I'm doing right now, I've changed it four times. I mean, literally had the plans flipped and flopped four times while we're doing it. And one of the things was is windows. That window's not going to work there. We got to get this window. Well, I've got six six areas that are going to get um, plywooded over, insulated, sheetrocked over, because my windows aren't the ones that I forgot aren't going to come for three and a half more months. And so, but I have to get the house kind of finished. So that's what we got to do. I mean, it's crazy. So we're going to remodel after the remodel happens. There you go. That whole remodeling too, it costs you money. Oh, so if, you, if you even looked at like things like, obviously I'm sure you have like patio doors, for example. And a, a friend of ours had two patio doors done on their house. Take the old one out, put the new one in. And granted, they were the local big brand, which is great. But can you imagine paying $23,000 for two sliding patio doors? Chris. By the way, I've got two that were on my house that were taken out. I'll sell them to you for a lot less than that. That's what the contractor charged to come in and take them out, put the new ones in with the big local brand. And, and it was, I mean, and my four, gosh, four I mean, months, they're very nice, but huh? And, and four months to get them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Not. You got to wait till next year. You order now yeah. for next year. Right. Exactly. Aren't we catching up on any of that stuff yet? I'm, I'm seeing new construction. We are, but it I mean, should. big windows and doors. Yeah. It's crazy. Still not. Nope. And what's their excuse? They can't get workers or what? The window value, I know it's the window, it's the exclusions on the windows. Glass and everything is fine. It's already there, but it's all the exclusion parts that kind of hold it together. Well, maybe we should uh, send over the old uh, resumes from some of these mortgage people that aren't uh, busy refining everybody anymore. There you Get go. Get them building windows. See, we're solution people, Chris. We... Hey, last weekend, I spent two no. days doing manual labor over at my house, and it felt pretty dang good, I have to say. You didn't just sit there with a whistle like normal? No. Hey, you! Hey, you! It was amazing. Hey, guys. To finish off our little social media meme stuff, this made its rounds a lot last week. 
especially um, related to politics and whatnot. And there's, it's a two-part meme here. So wait, uh, well, I'll show you the first one. You're ready for the next one. I'll give it to you. But this is like trending everywhere. So hold on. Yeah, I've heard of that. Bank of America is announcing zero down payments, zero closing cost mortgages for black and Hispanic first-time buyers. What's that remind you of? Hmm. They can't, was they can't a, do that. Was there a Dodd and a Frank? Oh, and then Bank of America laying the groundwork for a bailout narrative by targeting minorities with no money down housing loan programs. Idiots arguing about who's destroying the country. Oh, yeah, it's... um. It's interesting. I, I well, that I was you know, know the, the, the feds pandered to that audience years ago. Back with you had Clinton that was doing that with the they wanted to increase homeownership, and they targeted people where they said, "Hey, they may make cash, or they may have a daycare in their house, or whatever, where they don't have documented income." So they did the no doc, no verification loans, and that's what got us into that big housing crisis. So you know, sometimes when we try to do the right thing. We end up doing the wrong thing because it's the people that you targeted to help sometimes don't take advantage of the program because they don't care. And they're like, ah, we're good. And but and then other people see opportunities or whatever, and they they take advantage of it. I mean, Chris, how many people did we see back in the early 2000s that were fogging mirrors and buying houses with no money down? Yeah. And, and big properties. And, 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 just, what, it, and it, what it does, people, is that then people start fighting over them. And then those houses inflate. And then now they're overpaying for them. And all of a sudden the market turns, they can't pay for them. And then we get foreclosures again. So it's just a, it's a very interesting, uh, it's, it, and it's a zero, zero win conversation. You can't win. Well, you know what I, when what I argue you back, there's, you have certain in the in the Fair Housing Act, you have protected classes of people. That race is a protected class. You can't discriminate against because of it. And so I'm wondering. I go, you know, does that have anything to do with, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how they could do that, honestly. Because what what does it matter? Yeah. You know. Hey, Randy's still hanging out with us, Nick. Yes. On. Let's see what he has to say. Yeah. Unless he's working on something, I see him in the background. Uh, what was the question? There he is. He was there. <laughs> See, the guy just appears. What a lender. Yeah. Well, we just yeah. talked about what Bank of America is proposing about. Uh, show it again. You know, Go ahead, Nick. Show it again. Yeah. No down payment. Yeah. No. Totally ridiculous. Yeah. Totally ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how you do that. I mean, have you heard of any of that stuff coming? No. Is that just more no. of a Bank of America? Yeah, it's, you know, they might be uh, asked to do some specific lending in specific communities. Maybe that's where it came from. I, I'm not going to speak to the legality of it, but it just doesn't seem, doesn't pass the smell test. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like we were saying back in, you know, the, all the, all the more bad mortgages that were done. The well, you, the one, you wonder if that's fake news, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just to stir the pot. Yeah. But back in the day, Countrywide was the one that was actually trying to get all the, trying to get all the more. They wanted to be the mortgage giant. And they came out with the majority of all of those really bad programs. So, yeah. You mean the we'll ones? See that, see that you mean, again. You mean the ones, Randy, that you could pick your interest rate and pay off whatever you wanted to, and then they mm -hmm. just add the extra on top. Yeah. You like those? Well, that was a specific. That was a. a we called those neutron bomb loans. They. <laughs> Killed the borrowers, but left the house standing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. that was the truth. Yeah. You think they? You yeah. think people would learn, but uh, they won't. And then the people that did learn from it will end up making the money from it. I mean, that's a it's a joke. They all think who they're helping, and they're not. They're just helping the people that have all the money, anyways. So, well, the, that help is there for the everybody right now. You don't need to put categories yeah. and, and names on things. Everybody thinks that. We all practice fair housing. There's no restrictions right now that couldn't be, you know, to help any person that's out there that wants to find a loan. You just have to have a good job, right? You have to be able to show that you can pay the payments and that's it. Nobody says, oh, you look, you know, whatever. You can't get a loan. Come on. Yeah, that's a little illegal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Randy. Thanks for, thanks for sneaking in, Randy. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, um, uh, we should, this is like the NFL, look, right? Where they look, also think about the, the guy in LA when there's a question on the penalty. Hey, let's go back to LA and, and talk about the penalty. He goes, Yep, you guys are out of bounds. He's uh, clearly one foot in, one foot out. That's what we, Randy should be our behind the scenes guy, always. That's a great idea. And then maybe we'll get Cody too. Cody to kind of do some stuff. So, all right. So, what do we got? Is it really yeah, that difficult to sell a house? That has solar panels. I don't know Come if on, it's, I got some context you, too. Oh, go ahead. Okay, let me put it up here. Oh, it's a solar salesman, and they've been told that real estate uh, that real estate have a agents have a tough time selling houses equipped with solar panels due to tricky contract stipulations. True. Is it really that difficult or are they just not very good real estate agents? I think that the, the difference is, is that it's not normal. And so when it's not normal and you're trying to teach everyone um, that it is normal, that they should know, they just don't know. People don't know. And so they, they know how a furnace works and that you have to have a furnace. They don't know how solar works and, and what you, you have to pay for it. What we have to accept that. No, get them off of our house. We don't want that. So yeah, it is it is harder to sell a house. Well, with there's solar probably panels. some permanent permanent uh, installation points. I'm guessing on the roof. I may be wrong on that. Um, I would guess there would be. Um, and then uh, I don't know though, Chris. I tell you, you know, the world's changing, and you just saw that the feds just pushed through that huge, you know, green energy thing. And there there may be some advantages for solar in there again, where. You know, hey, if you can all of a sudden cut your utility bill in half and have no interest on the the cost to put it in, I mean, I don't know, man. I hate to say it, but you know, it's hard to swim up river sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just go with the flow, figure it out. All right. Well, Andy, uh, this weekend we have in in the neighborhood Reverence, which is just right by uh, Heritage Links Golf Course, kind of right behind Territory um, Credit River Township, off of where the McStop is, thirty five. Head that yeah. way. We have a dream home, and it's the one you you got to pay mula to get into, and it's a it's a it's a real different house. I mean, it's it's black. I mean, the whole thing is black. It's got a pool. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. They did some really um, neat things with it, and now they're doing um, what do they call it? What kind of pricing is it now? It's um, kind of like almost budget or gap pricing, and so mm -hmm. based on what this house is. It's anywhere from 2.1 to 2.3 million, depending on what you want. It's got all the geothermal stuff, but they were doing that because people weren't able to price it, you know, because they didn't know what, what they could replicate it for. And that's the trick. You got to be able to, what you replicate it for. And so they gave you this little, you know, range pricing. So it's 2.1 to 2.3. I hope that works for the consumer. You know what I mean? And that, not on that specific home, but I mean, like I know a lot of other builders that'll say, "Hey, we built this for six hundred thousand, and now it's seven fifty to replace it," and and so I hope they don't put six hundred to seven fifty, and then kind of mislead the consumer because that's the whole idea of the Prado Homes is to show an example of what you can do for the amount of money that you put up right. there. So when you, as a consumer out there shopping the Parade, you should ask, "How much at the time you built this did this cost to build?" Period. With everything you have here, what did it cost at that time? And that, that's a nice reference point for you as a consumer then. You can feel comfortable with the fact that, yes, you understand fluctuating lumber prices. We understand fluctuating labor rates, whatever else. And then they can quote the job as we go. But I think the big thing is, is for a lot of us that are not out there with that kind of a budget that are looking for a six, you know, to 750 house, they want to have a landed price. And I'm starting to see where builders now with lumber coming down. And I think that there's actually, hate to say it, but you're starting to see some of these contractors sitting at home. They don't have as much work on the, the, I mean, my couple of guys I'm working with are still very busy, but we're starting to get more calls now from framers, excavators, and we're there, they're not as busy. So they're looking for other work, which when competition comes in, guess what happens to pricing, right? Which is a good thing for a consumer. So you may be able to um, secure some really, I think really good deals because there are builders out there that are very savvy and they're very aware of their costs. And if there's some competition out there saying, hey, I'll dig the basement for 20 and the other guy was digging it for 35, that, you know, um, can equal up to some big savings uh, heading into the fall here. So um, everyone wants to keep their crews busy. So it's definitely a good time to shop new. Yep. Perfect. 
Fantastic. Another beautiful show. Make sure to give us a like on the Facebook. You can write us a review on iTunes or Spotify. We're on YouTube now if you want to give us a subscribe. Also, send us any questions or any other people you want us to have on the podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great day. See you guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.